The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Bernie, thank you very much. You're listening to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until uh, seven o'clock this evening. We have been talking about the Wolf Tones playing at Electric Picnic, playing to an absolutely massive crowd, so massive they couldn't fit in the tent. And of course, they played all of their hits, Streets of New York, they played Grace, they played Celtic Symphony along with its ooh up the ra chorus. Isn't that where ooh Paul McGrath came from? Wonders one listener. Somebody else says, regarding the Wolf Tones and the women's football team, republicanism is a perfectly legitimate political stance. The football team should never have apologised for their views. And Aoife in Dublin says, I love Irish songs, which do reflect our history. The Wolf Tones have always been sympathetic to nationalism. Their new fans should know that there are ordinary people in Ireland, though, who take offence to any lyrics which support the IRA. Consideration should be given to the families of members of Angarda Síochána or prison officers who were killed or threatened during the Troubles in Ireland. Unfortunately, when lyrics like this are replayed and trivialised, it brings back awful memories of those dark days in Ireland to normal people and their families who vividly remember them still. Aoife, thank you for the text. Well, two people who were there, our own Sean Reedy here in News Talk and Cork woman, Sharon Murray. You're both very, very welcome to the show. Sean, you're a major fan of Brian Warfield and the Wolf Tones. Is that right? Well, actually, ironically, I'm from a place called Shannon in County Clare and our local GAA club is called Wolf Tones. Uh, so it's been bred into so you me since a very go. young age. You had yeah. to go. <laughs> um, so was it good, first of all? Uh, to, be, to be honest with you, it was the highlight of the weekend. And I think before we get into the any other part of it, I think you could see that by the picture. Yeah. Like when there's 50, 60 people abreast trying to get into a venue and when you had to get there to queue up for about maybe a half an hour beforehand just to get inside the thing. Like before the Wolf Tones even came on stage, the atmosphere was unbelievable. They played a few Aslan tunes uh, to get the crowd going before the Wolf Tones came on stage. And actually when Crazy World came on by Aslan, it was the last song before the Wolf Tones came on stage. When that started playing, like you just knew that the next half an hour was going to be unbelievable. And so there was like, I've seen some of the pictures and and some of them that you shared as well. So, I mean, there wasn't room in the tent for everybody. No. Like it was absolutely rammed. No, it was so, it was so hot and it was so packed that I, my Fitbit told me my heart rate was at 126 beats per minute (laughs) during it. So like, you were basically exercising. I was exercising. Yeah, it it was absolutely rammed. Um, I got there about 15 minutes beforehand and it was already packed. You couldn't get in. I know a few people who came from Rick Astley, who was just on the main stage, so they were a little bit late coming and you couldn't get in. Like, it was absolutely, it was the busiest I seen anything this weekend. Uh, Sharon, you were at Rick Astley for the start of it, is that right? Yes, just we watched two songs and we actually, before EP, when they announced that the Wolf Tones were going to be playing, we said, I hope they're main stage because these guys are going to fill the place. We've seen them back in the day. I know you're Spring Chicken. I've seen them back in Shimsa Kushley in Cork back in the 80s. Even first time I've seen them, they announced Streets of New York were number one in Ireland the same day they were playing Shimsa. So I said, these guys are going to be busy. So the kind of old festival, traditional Irish bands that have to get down to see these. So we headed off down, I'd say about 25 minutes. We heard, saw about two songs of Bigastly and headed off. And I said, God, the crowd's coming in, this fierce crowd. So I never actually realised in whole capacity of the crowd after us and I saw the area short shot last night. It was just incredible. But the heat, the sweat inside in the tent was incredible. Like so like when that was over, when they finished up, we actually went up to the comedy tent 
to lay down and watch Neil <laughs> Denimere. It was just so hot. We were wrecked from it. And where were you? So you got into the tent. Were you near the front? Yeah, over, over, we got up left-hand side fairly well up the front. All right. So yeah, describe, was, describe the, the clientele as it were. I mean, what age is that? You had a mix of everything. I mean, the demographic was a lot of young people at electric picnic. So there's a kind of, that was rectified. You know, I'm sorry, it was just show you how many, there's a lot of young people. There was a lot of older people as well. But they were like, they sang every song. As I said to my husband at one stage, it's like they're doing a remix. <laughs> they had a bit of Streets New York and they had a bit of Irish eyes all thrown in. Like, and every age group were just all singing the songs. Like, it was just incredible. Like, it's just, I was actually, was, I was thrilled that we were experiencing that moment that everybody's talking about today. Yeah, what like what was it like, like again? As Sean said, we kind of get to maybe the song and sensibilities around it, but just as a as a kind of a communal experience, like what was it like? Like it was just so it was packed, absolutely packed. Like it was just it was like a football chant. Everybody knew the songs, not just one particular song. Every song that they were singing, everybody was singing it. It was just the atmosphere was brilliant. Mm. It was absolutely brilliant. Like we went to see. Um, Johnny Marr, which I'd be into the Smiths, like, and Morrissey and Johnny Marr and everything. But anyway, we seen them, seen him the previous day down in the electric arena as well. And like, there was a lot of young people there for him as well. And they all knew his songs. I'm looking like, that's not just the old Smiths stuff. This is his new stuff as well. Mm. So I don't know, uh, the new youth, <laughs> just knowing all the songs or what is, what is the story? But Sean, it was just. Yeah. The one thing that really struck me, so, you look, it was unbelievable, like the atmosphere inside there was like Mm -hmm. nothing I have ever experienced at Electric Picnic. But when you talk about the sense in the room, when they started singing the song Grace, like uh, I actually got a a bit emotional. Like I I nearly felt like this lump coming in my throat. And there were so many reasons for it, right? You, the Irish flag up behind the stage while they sing. Everybody in the room and, and sorry, I would say every song that they sang, but particularly Grace, every person in the room sang every song sang word it. for word. And when I yeah. say when Grace came on, they not only sang it, but they roared it at the top of their lungs. Exactly. And it nearly was like a national anthem or something like that. I got exactly. a chill up my yeah. back. I, I got a kind of a lump in my throat. And then I was like, God, I think I'm going to cry for this. And <laughs> I, I, I pushed past the tears and, and sang, you'll be happy to know. <laughs> um, and tell me then, when Celtic Symphony came on, what was that like? It was unbelievable. It was, it, look. Uh, I mean, the, the thing, might, you might know the words to every single song, but I mean, that was that was the song that people were waiting to hear. Well, look, I, I was at the one of the food trucks beforehand and I was going up with a group of friends and uh, someone said to me, do you think they'll sing it? And I said, ah, they cool. I was like, <laughs> they, 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 they have to sing it. And yeah. like on the way up, you could just hear people talking and everyone was talking. Like actually on the way up to the tent, a group of people started singing it on the way so you knew even if the Wolf Tones didn't sing it they were going to sing it they were going to sing it anyway <laughs> yeah and then uh, yeah like when the, so- when the song started they had a, they had a brilliant light show so the, the lights started going all over the place and then everyone just seemed to hop up on someone's shoulders I don't know if they were friends or randomers people started taking their tops off and swinging them around in the air <laughs> that was the heat and that was the heat <laughs> I was going to say was that you Sharon <laughs> oh god no <laughs> and uh, yeah it just it just was a sense uh, uh, it was it was just like the only way I would describe it is like you know a, a, after a match or before a match yeah. when there, like there's just an electrifying sense yeah. of uh, passion in the room but that was it it's just being in the moment like it was just 
it was just an experience to be there in itself. It was incredible. And what does that like song, Sharon, then mean for you? Because, you know, that's kind of the, the, so the reason we're talking about it is for some it's controversial. Not for I everyone. D- I like, initially it's the Celtic team the song was wrote about. Now, I don't think that Ua part, the Wolf Toes didn't put that in, in themselves. As far as I can remember, going back, it was added on by people that were at the concerts or if you were in a pub, like I'm not into the whole singing in the pub sometimes, unless, you know, it depends. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they were, people threw that in and then kind of, it kind of, as you go through, well, not going to the Wolf Tone concert on a normal day, but it just, they put in that chant afterwards. It wasn't part of the song initially. It is you now, know, it was, though. Oh, it is now. Oh, God, yeah, it is yeah. now. Like, you and know, do, you, do you have any misgivings about it? Like when you were no. there singing along? No. No, I don't sing that part my t- particularly myself. <laughs> but I, the rest of the song was sing, I would sing, but I don't sing that particular song. I never did. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't chant that. I never, not once I chant, I didn't sing that part. I never did. But the song itself, it, it represents the Celtic, the team to me. Yeah. <laughs> Sean? Um, yeah, well, like I was saying to you at the start, um, I'm from Shannon and Clare, and for yeah. anybody who doesn't know the backstory of Shannon, Shannon is it was a newly planned town uh, yeah. built in the 70s and 80s, and it was actually a home for a lot of people, um, particularly Catholic, but some Protestant that wanted to get uh-huh. away from the troubles. And there's people um, that I went to school with that would be very close friends that would have um, had first-generation family members lost to the troubles. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was very aware aware of the meaning behind the songs are the people that were very pro it and yeah. both against it um, so like I think just, just to clarify I kind of knew exactly what it was about before I was going and singing it did I chant it when I was inside the room absolutely 100% do I support the IRA or do I support <laughs> no. any of the troubles they committed absolutely no way exactly. you know do, do I think that you know glorifying terrorist organisations and stuff like that should ever happen no but when I was in the moment I sang the song yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. look I'm not going to pass an apologies if there was you know people that saw the videos today that were hurt by it. I that wasn't the intent of anyone in the room. Yeah, in fact, yeah. the it's Wolf Tones. In yeah. fact, the Wolf Tones before they sang one of their songs, they asked everyone in the room to join hands and said, "Let's call for peace on the island of Ireland." So I think yeah. you know to give you a bit of context for everything that happened mm-hmm. inside there. Uh, but yes, I I absolutely did sing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, do you suspect? Sharon, we're kind of we can be guilty of overanalyzing this. That this isn't kind of a, a generation are, yeah, of kind yeah, of yeah. of kind of uh, Provo supporters. It's just people who kind of like a song. And when you're in the moment, you're going to sing along. You're going to sing it along. Yeah. No, I like. To me, it still represents Celtic team. Like yeah. that wouldn't be my team. I'd follow, but that's what it represents to me. It's a chant. It doesn't mean anything. There's young fellas singing, and they haven't a clue about the whole context of it. Do you know? Yeah. They just, it's just a chant. You know, and I think sometimes it's blowing out of all proportion when people start talking about it. Mm. You know, it's just a chant. It's like singing happy birthday. I know it's the wrong way to put it. It's the wrong way to put it. Happy birthday. It's, 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 it's the wrong way to put it. But there's a lot of young people. They haven't a clue what it means. Well, listen. Don't. Listen, Sharon, if anything, you've given people the suggestions for kids' birthday parties. <laughs> <laughs> Up and down the country. We're all sick of the same old thing, Bouncy Castles and everything else. Well, maybe the, right, maybe right. the Wolf Toads, that's what they'll do when the, this moment passes them. Listen, well, uh, it's been great chanting and I'm glad you both enjoyed the weekend. Uh, uh, for yes. what it's worth. Uh, Sharon Murray, first of all, from Cork and our own Sean Reedy. Listen, folks, thanks a million. Now. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.